Hello, uh, welcome to Seasons, the year of movies. I'm Jacob. And I'm Emma. And uh, today we're talking about Star Wars, mm-hmm. uh, also known as <laughs> Episode 4, A New Hope. Yes. <laughs> to the plebeians out there. No. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's, I mean, it's, it was officially rebranded, but it, I don't know. It still upsets me. Um, anyway, so we're going to start with a little segment that we're calling... Uh, yikes and likes or likes and yikes whatever (laughs) uh and basically we're going to share like one little thing from the movie that we liked one little thing from the movie that we didn't that we don't necessarily want to talk a lot about but that nevertheless we're interested in yeah these are just going to be we're hoping to do this little tidbits for every movie uh because whether the movie's bad or whether it's good or whether it's somewhere in between uh (laughs) you know there's probably something that we like and something that we don't like right Uh, and we just want to kind of get like share those and then get get out of the way so we can have a full discussion all right so um do you want to start i will yeah so my like for star wars episode four a new hope (laughs) (laughs) is um i well i love my son luke (laughs) let's that's that'll just be clear through this whole season um but he's good but there mark hamill does all these little touches that just make like make luke feel so real make him feel both like you know the teenager that everybody loves to harp on uh but also just like just a real boy who's just trying to do his best uh i'm thinking specifically of the scene um where he's eating dinner with uncle owen and aunt beru uh this is real good i forgot about this yeah it's so good um they're eating and stuff and he says he like luke kind of sits up like rolls his shoulders back a little bit but he's still slouching and he tries to like be professional and mature and he's like speaking of which we talked about how i could go to flight school and it's like clear he's trying to be like real mature like you know communicate with his uncle like on this adult level and he's not quite there like he but he's trying his best uh and i just think that's real special and i loved it so much and that's all i'll say on that um my yike for this movie uh it was a little difficult to think of because it's a real good movie (laughs) it's real good um however my yike which i absolutely hated and don't want to give it any more lip service than it because it deserves none of it um is the special edition i absolutely hate you know all the new cgi um and the things that were added and changed and it just you know the movie comes out on the other side totally fine uh but i was just sitting there fuming yeah well the thing i guess i'm a little i'm a little like cooler on the special edition than you are i mean I, i there's like obviously like the Han stuff and like the edition with Jabba is like really pointless. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> I didn't expect such a like body it's, reaction. It's, it's my yike. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, yikes is uh, never mind. We're not gonna get into an existential discussion about yikes. Um, but like the there, I feel like the CGI is weirdly inconsistent. Like all the stuff on Tatooine is real bad. It doesn't look good. True. And then. The stuff in space and, like, the final set piece is, like, fine. That's it's like, fair. Like, looks yes. fine. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, it's also just frustrating because most of the, you know, most of the original effects just hold up really well. And so it's, like, you didn't really, I don't know, necessarily. <laughs> but <laughs> sort of how themselves. they're portrayed 
I mean, I guess in Star Wars in general, particularly in this movie, because like the first, I mean, you know, uh, this is a movie with a lot of diverse genre influences from like, you know, uh, war movies, um, like early, you know, serials and stuff Mm -hmm. and Westerns and like sort of the, yeah, the first like third or like the first, no, it's not, I guess it's like the first, it's like the first 40, 50 minutes, right? On Tatooine are kind of, it's kind of the Western phase Mm -hmm. and so the kind of equivalent to like the native americans is the sand people (laughs) and they're just like kind of just bad yeah and and there's the scene where like they they see the um the jawas like tracked i said tractor but that's not the right word anyway uh that's been like destroyed and like obi-wan's like this isn't you know only imperial (laughs) stormtroopers could be so precise and it's kind of like like, i'm sure they're i'm you know what Sand people are definitely a better shot <laughs> than stormtroopers are. For sure. They, got, yeah. they knocked Luke out they did <laughs> instantly. Knock, right, which is better than any of the stormtroopers ever managed uh, in this movie. Um, so, yeah, I think that's just a little odd. I mean, it's not, like, the thing is, it's not a central thing in this movie. And so it's not a big deal, exactly. Um, but, yeah, it's... It's a um, yike. It is a yike. Okay, uh, so my like is... Um, is a really small editing thing. And I think that's something that, like, came across this, this time watching this movie, is this movie is really, really well edited. Hmm. Um, and there's a... So there's a... Right before the Death Star explodes, there is a shot of Grand Moff Tarkin, who's sort of, you know... Well, actually, it's interesting. People portray him as, like, Vader's right-hand man, but it, the power dynamic oh, is kind yeah. of the opposite. No, for sure. Yeah. For um, sure. Anyway, and so you see a shot of him being contemplative mm-hmm. and then the death star explodes and it's this weirdly like humanizing moment mm-hmm. where like he and he, there's even a scene earlier where he's like I'm, you know taking a big risk with this and you just sort of see that blow up in his face and like obviously we're like cheering we're not upset <laughs> that this guy got you know what he got his just desserts mm-hmm. right but it's just a really good beat um that i think shows like how well this movie sets up a lot of uh, that stuff and is actually like surprise. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily describe it as subtle, but is careful mm-hmm. about building like certain character beats and manages to communicate a lot yeah. with very little. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So I guess, be turning it over to you. What are your general thoughts? What are general thoughts, feelings, and impressions? I oh man, I was so happy when we watched this movie. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I mean, as we talked about. Uh, at the beginning of the season, you know, talked about how much we love Star Wars and everything. But, like, this wasn't one... I watched uh, Empire and Return of the Jedi a lot more as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I know kind of, like, the last time that I watched New Hope, uh, I felt like the beginning, like, wasn't bad. It felt, like, a little slow to me. Uh, but this time, like, honestly, this movie, like, was a joy from beginning to almost end um i didn't super love uh all the trench run stuff um kind of the final battle right which we can get into which we differ on yeah i think um but you know and like and the very um but basically you know just watching it i was like so happy and i was just picking up all these little things that i love uh and like it reminded me why i love star wars uh and just made me really excited yeah it was good i feel like I mean, you know, maybe for obvious, like there's sort of, you know, a lot of institutions and like even art and things that I've trusted in or like enjoyed over the years, especially like as a child, 
that like now have become like have like failed me in some way and like i'm not just saying that star wars doesn't fall into that <laughs> in some ways um but the but this movie is really good um and i think it like just seeing something that like I liked as a kid, like, hold up Mm -hmm. in a way that, like, oh, it's satisfying to me as an adult for, like, maybe different reasons, and, you know, maybe it's more complex, um, but, like, it, yeah, I feel like, also, okay, let's (laughs) just talk about this opening shot, because it's really good. It's really good. I know it's, like, I I think it's an example of how, like, this movie sets up so much of itself, like, Mm -hmm. with those, like, little moments, because, you know, you just, it, like, you know, kind of pans down to the planets after and then you the, see after the scroll. After the scroll, and then you see the rebel ship go by and it's, you know, just this Ugh. endless shot. Ugh. Um which is real good. And I think that just communicates instantly mm-hmm. what the power dynamics of this movie are. Yeah. And like what you know, this sort of like scrappy rebellion that's like heavily outnumbered. And mm-hmm. that's like communicated by lots of other things in the film, much more dramatically in the trench run where it's like almost everybody dies. Yes. Right? Um, but it's just such a simple visual way of like setting the stage for Mm -hmm. what this story is about. Yeah. Um, that it's just really smart and good. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, that opening scene is real good. Mm Yeah. I don't know if I have any more (laughs) thoughts on that particular thing. Um, so thing we want to talk about is that like the droid sort of his POV characters actually, which uh, I should watch this movie. Also, I should just watch Kurosawa movies in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the mo- movie that Star Wars is heavily based on is Hidden Fortress. And the two POV characters in that are sort of these like working class. Um, you know, I think they're like farmers or. Okay. And they sort of get caught up in, you know, this broader like samurai conflict. Right. Mm-hmm. And okay. even I think the first scene is like the aftermath of this battle. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. And so like, I think it's kind of interesting I mean, there's a lot of interesting stuff that I don't feel like the movie really gets into. Like, there's that passing line where Uncle Owen is like, yeah, like, I want you to take R2, like, down to the station, get his memory wiped. Oh, yeah. You know? And, like, it's just, like, casually, like, dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, there's sort of, like, almost like a working class kind of thing going yeah. on there. But there's also, like, not any real assertion of, like, yeah, they, it's, they it's, need riots or something. I mean, I, they are portrayed as just human, yeah. though. Yeah, right. We'd have to watch Solo for that, and again, I guess <laughs> not <yeah>. gonna, <laughs> not gonna right. do that. Oh, yeah, uh, I forgot about all that. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I, I guess I haven't seen that movie. Yeah. I just, um, no, I think it's, I think it's super interesting. Uh, yeah, because sorry, there was a weird. Okay, we're good. Okay. There was a weird sound. Anyway, continue. Yeah, I just thought it was so interesting. Again, I maybe that's what changed how the last time I watched it, I thought the beginning was a little slow, but this time I was much more engaged because yeah. I noticed that so like especially R two was our POV. Yeah. And we were seeing things, um, especially like after, you know, Luke gets like knocked out by the sand people and like we're just sitting with R two, like as he as he sees like Obi Wan kind of come as this like shadowy figure. Yeah. And I'm just thinking mm-hmm. like little R two, like he because he also walked the whole night. We know we he walked the whole night like in search of Obi Wan, right, uh, and just yeah. kind of you know we don't get to be with him it through that. Um, but I just think it was so interesting like thinking about this as like if you're a little right. droid who is handed. <laughs> this important data right yeah and you're like just trying to again well it's actually something that's interesting um 
about this movie. And like, obviously there's sort of like, I mean, especially if you're reading this from like a Joseph Campbell kind of perspective, like Luke is the, you know, hero Mm -hmm. on the journey in this movie. But like, he also doesn't show up until like, is it like 20 minutes in (laughs) Mm -hmm. or, you know, um, like the movie's surprisingly willing to like flip between different characters and create this more like, like, yeah, it's not a movie. I mean, in some ways it's a movie about the rebellion almost i don't know if, i don't know if that feels quite right but like it's there's sort of this composite of like different elements and different yeah things and i think that's also what makes um and maybe we're getting into this, into this a little early but what makes leia such a successful character mm-hmm. in this movie and also despite the movie being sort of damsel in distress yeah um never she never feels like an object mm-hmm. and she has a lot of agency even in the scenes where she's just captured yeah for sure right mm-hmm yeah, before we get into Leia, because I want to spend, like, three years talking about Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to mention one of the characters who we don't, who doesn't become a POV really ever. Yeah. Um, and that's C-3PO. Yeah. And I'm thinking specifically, there's a line where uh, he tells Luke that like, he's not very good at telling stories. And like entertaining people, oh, yeah. as, uh, or like making things yeah. engaging. And my thought was like, I just thought of the prequels, <laughs> where how like so many times, you know, thinking of that, the time where three uh, PO's head like gets put, oh, yeah. on on a battle droid, and like all these all these bits and pieces where like C three PO becomes like this storyteller like for a significant part of the movie and how it's you know kind of bad <laughs> yeah. like you should have listened to him <laughs> like he yeah. said it. well i think i mean i think there is yeah i'm oh man i sort of like don't want to talk about the prequels too much mm-hmm. uh just because like we'll get there we'll get there but also that like so much of what i think about them is informed by like the yeah. way people talk about them mm-hmm. and thinking about like how rarely i have actually like thought about those movies as movies yeah and just like watch them is like yeah i so i really want to try and just like give them a fair shake mm-hmm. you know um especially since i think i think at worst what i'm going to walk away with is the these are really interesting flawed movies yeah. i think that's like you know that's the worst um, but yeah i think i mean there is sort of an element it feels like if lucas had like listened to his <laughs> own characters um you know, maybe those movies would be better. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know. I feel like that's a little disingenuous mm-hmm. at this point. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I just, I think this movie does a really good job of, like, each character. It, like, knows what each character's worth and value is. Yeah. Yeah, no, it does. And I think that's, like, that's something that's really nice. Um, is that, like, every every character in this movie, like, has a story mm-hmm. or like it's sort of the main crew and I mean and some of it's pretty like i feel like leia and r2 are kind of static characters yeah um but like c-3po and han actually have kind of a similar <laughs> arc going on where like c-3po at first is just like what are you doing? you know sort of yeah. uncaring and like unwilling to stick out his neck mm-hmm. right and yeah. then sort of like worries about r2 at the end Aww. you know which is so cute, wow. honestly. Well, also, like, I, I love that, like... Yeah, no, he totally... He, like, straight up abandons R2 at the beginning. Right. And then by the end, he's like, my friend, are right. you okay? But there's also sort of that moment when they're shopping, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, when... Oh, yeah. And then, like, he's like, hey, you should buy R2. And he's just looking out yeah. for his friend. You know, like, that's, <laughs> I think, like... It's incredibly there's good. There's something about that. Yeah, there's... 
something about their relationship that's like kind of tender almost mm-hmm. and like especially in the way like at least how superbio gets there like treats yep. r2 Ugh. which like feels it just feels so like um i think this is something this movie is is incredibly good at is just giving these like little morsels of yes. things yes. that then like feel like make the world and sort of the characters in it feel like a little bit more fleshed out mm-hmm. than they need to be like yeah. sort of functionally. Oh, it's this is something I was talk I had said repeatedly while we were watching the movie is that it doesn't feel um constructed is not the right word because obviously all movies yeah. are incredibly <laughs> constructed. Right. Um however it just feels genuine. Um, right. In the way that, like, these little things are entered that, like, set up characters and the relationships between them that don't yeah. feel like, you know, in modern movies where it's, like, you know, the two leads are, like, in love by the end of the movie oh, because yeah. they said because so. Because they are. Because they are the because two leads. Because they are. Yeah. Right? And they, like, they right. like put in a line, you know, before, like, the big dramatic yeah. set piece that, like, makes it no, clear. No, that's, that's um, really true. Yeah, yeah. And this movie just establishes these like real and genuine connections like so well and doesn't put doesn't put like too much force on them um but like they're clearly there yeah um i feel like there's something else okay well there are kind of two threads i want to go at this with yes um because we've been talking about a little bit about i mean yeah again we'll get into this when we get to those movies but the first order how there's so most like no ideology yes and like how well, I was like, you know, thinking back, well, like, well, doesn't the Empire doesn't really have, like, anything, mm-hmm. right? And that's not it's entirely a, true. Yeah. Like, it is more complex than that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think the scene, I mean, first of all, like, in the in the first scene on the ship, mm-hmm. right? Like, the officers are like worried about what the Senate is going to say. Yeah. You know, and worried about how like sort of the perception of if they kill Leia, you know, one of the mentors, if word of this gets out, you know. Right. Yeah. We'll and sort of like support. there's this like this like yeah sense of like, um, this this need to like maintain power and like create narratives mm-hmm. that will establish um the means to them to preserve yeah. power yeah right and that's like i mean that's also in the the first scene in like the planning room mm-hmm. you know in the like big table yes and you also see that something that's cool is that like you know it's also not a monolith mm-hmm. right yeah. that you have these like different officers who have very different sort of understandings of like how things should work mm-hmm. and like what should be done even though they sort of share this like I mean, basically, like, fascism light. Yeah. Kind of. And so there, there's a sense, I think, like, a very evocative sense of the mundane terror mm-hmm. of fascism. Yeah. That I think, like, yeah, is, again, maybe <laughs> notably in, like, a couple other Star Wars movies, but, like, notably absent from Force Awakens and Last For Jedi. For sure. Yeah, it's about their... This movie's, like, really focused in... I mean, not even really focused, but it just has these... You can tell that the people who are living and working, like as part of the empire they're right. concerned about the day-to-day operations right like, they're not sitting around talking about like you know light and dark and like why they want power and like why they're so yeah. evil and stuff they're right. like oh you know we don't we need to make sure that uh we keep the public yeah. perception at this and you right. know yeah. and how do we you know and like this guy you know this weird darth vader guy makes my job more difficult and <laughs> right yeah yeah well i i also love that that bit where 
Um, so when Obi-Wan is talking to Luke and mm -hmm. he's like, leave with me, go to Alderaan. Oh, Luke yeah, me. yeah. And like, and it's obviously people usually, it's like, oh, it's when the hero like rejects. But the thing is, I love what this says about Luke. Yes. Is that at f he's like hesitant and not like necessarily because he's scared. Yeah. But because he cares about his family. Yeah. He... And like knows that they need him mm -hmm. around. He's got obligations you know? and a life and like, right. he wants to fulfill And so like, yeah, that. and they think that's just like such a like good, like, I like. I, I hate the empire. I do, but like I, I can't need do to, any. I think I can't, he can't. I can't do anything about it now. Right. right. And like you know, and that isn't necessarily true. Even before um, his family dies, mm -hmm. you know. But well, it it's is such a big mood. Yeah. But yeah. But it, yeah. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is. Well, it's just that like yeah, we get caught up in these very mundane cycles, you know, that he has to like look out for his family and stuff. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and he's think there's there's just a lot about that. That feels very uh, grounded in sort of like I don't I mean I don't you know yeah well I guess in the realities of living in and under oppressive power structures you know <laughs> and I think that's like yeah like maybe I think it could do more with that um, I think you know the political parallel that people bring up a lot is the Vietnam War which is mm -hmm. obviously like I mean complicated and certainly more complicated than like how this movie paints its two sides, <laughs> yeah. right? But, like, I think that um, the U.S. as empire mm -hmm. is, like, cool and interesting. Yeah. But it's also not, like, super explicitly explored. Yeah. Um, which is probably, you know, which is a problem, maybe. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think when I think about, like, if the movie went more into that, yeah. um, well, I, I guess, don't know. Like, I think... Yeah. I, it's it's hard to think of when a movie is so good like this one yeah and also like with any movie it's hard to think of like it would have been better if it was like this right yeah worse. it's also hard to figure out yeah like, it's hard but so I, I, hard. I guess i also think that something that makes star wars resonant and also maybe makes it marketable in a weird way that's maybe yeah. kind of troubling mm -hmm. um is that it is kind of fable like yeah. Right. And so, like, even though we've been talking about how there's a lot of subtle ways the mov these movies introduce complexity, mm -hmm. um, and at least this movie, and has like multiple perspectives going into it mm -hmm. um, that make sort of the the world in it feel very holistic. Mm -hmm. um, it's also, you know, it's also ultimately like a fairy tale. Yeah, and it's right. It can be very pliable and not yeah. necessarily direct relations to right any real and yeah and i guess that's things. the question is like if you know i mean i guess we do have people being like the empire did nothing wrong like that <laughs> is sort of a you know but like i guess i feel like there there is a certain level at which multiple political factions can read themselves into the rebellion yes that is maybe sure. i mean yeah a little bit troubling even if i think the movie does take care to be explicit at least somewhat explicit about where exactly its little analogs are going mm -hmm. i'm curious to see as well like how that will fit in with the prequels but that's a whole other yeah discussion um okay the other thing i want to talk about was the comedy mm -hmm. and sort of relationship it's so um, good because we we both recently saw infinity war uh, <laughs> um yeah which is a movie with a lot of jokes mm -hmm. um but you know those jokes so rarely come out of like this sort of natural thing it's almost like this is an avengers movie mm -hmm. so thus there must be jokes yeah there were jokes they... in the other ones right and like and the thing is that not that you know i mean i guess like ugh, okay i don't want to talk about it anymore but the structure of it is is a tragedy mm -hmm. right 
Um, and, you know, like, Hamlet and... But the thing is, like, Hamlet and, you know, every Shakespeare tragedy is often hysterically funny. Yes. And, um... But the thing is, those... those The humor and the way its structure comes out very naturally, I think, from those characters. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that I think this movie manages super, super well. Yeah. It's... They... You never linger on the jokes, right? Yeah, right. It does not, like, it doesn't really set it up, like, in a way, like, get ready for this joke, and then, like, it happens, and, like, it doesn't sit around, like, yeah. oh, like, let's all react to that joke. Um, I think, you know, thinking specifically of once they've, like, gotten into the holding cell area and, like, have shot up the whole place. This is so um, good, yeah. And Han is, you know, talking over... um the intercom uh saying you know everything's fine we're all good uh just had a little problems but nothing's fine uh how are you (laughs) you know and he's like he's clearly like freaking out but trying to stay smooth uh again star wars is just a movie of people doing their best um but like then he like you know kind of freaks out and like shoots you know shoots the intercom and then like immediately like yells to luke like luke we've got company and like just that whole sequence it's not like like luke's not there to like give him a look you know of like right. like oh like what are you doing <laughs> like yeah. stop talking or like there's no there's no like required like reactions to the humor like it just yeah. exists and right. we're allowed to react well, i think to also it. something that's so good about that particular moment mm-hmm. is that it communicates a lot about han it does that like he plays cool yeah that he's like oh i'm in control and like i'm the fastest star pile in the galaxy mm-hmm. but really he's just always over his head yeah and like that um that there's sort of this like that plays sort of into his overall arc mm-hmm. you know this may be pretty basic but just like from uncaring to caring yeah um but that, like, you know, that, like, there's this vulnerable side to him. Mm-hmm. And that, like, he's a lot more than just, like, this cool fighter pilot. Yeah. Which I think is, like, I think it's interesting people are being, like, oh, I want to... I-, I remember reading people who were, like, oh, everyone, like, identifies with Leek, but they want to be Han Solo because Han's yeah. the cool one. Yeah. And, like, Han, Han is, is not the not... cool one. Mm-hmm. Leia's the cool one. Leia is the cool one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She totally is. And I was just thinking, again back to the humor and like how it kind of communicates um character just thinking about um all the bickering that goes on between han and leia yeah um and how gosh like it's in it's in the middle of all the action and stuff but like the camera doesn't like change to like focus like here we gotta listen to what they're saying like things are still shooting and they're kind of just like yelling at each other because they're trying to be heard and like each is like kind of stubborn and like wants to make sure that the other person knows they're right but not but not in a way in other movies you know where it's like i want to make sure people know i'm right and funny uh Wow, okay. Ooh, yeah. boy. <laughs> anyway, it just it just feels it feels it like shows, you know, it shows how they're like stubborn and the way that they can like easily like match one another. Um but like it's not I don't know, it just it doesn't sit around like let's all pause and watch this. Yeah. It's like the story just keeps going. Right. And it's yeah. I just love that. Yo, it's yeah, it's really good. Well, I think that's something that's interesting. It's like, yeah, and I don't know, I, 
I like don't know how much of the script was actually Lucas, you know, mm-hmm. if it, if he had like ghost writers on it. Um, but like, it's just very, it's a really funny movie yeah. and like moves, um, you know, and it's just surprised. I mean, there's a couple moments that don't work for me. Like mm-hmm. there's the scene. I mean, the scene is fine to be clear. Um, but there's that moment when Leia is talking to Han in mm-hmm. the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon and it's like, oh, like, you know, they let us get away easy. And like, Han's like, I don't even care. Like, <laughs> I just want money. Yeah. Right. And that's like basically what he says. <laughs> yeah. And it just feels a little bit. And I mean, I guess you could read it as like Han, like posturing, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting, but it feels just a little bit too on the nose yeah. for me. Um, Although that, oh, Leia's that... incredibly good in that scene. Yeah. And then it good. ends. <laughs> right. It ends right. with a beautiful moment. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. Do you want to set yeah, this up? Just, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, Leia's leaving because she's kind of fed up with Han's crap. Uh, and Luke is coming in. And Luke's like, what's going on? You know, and Leia says, you know, uh, Han doesn't care about anything or anyone. Yeah. Uh, and she like leaves because she said her piece. And as she's she's like gone, but Luke is like, I care. <laughs> <laughs> like, just again, our sweet sweet teenage boy. Yeah. Uh, just like oh, trying boy. to do his best. Uh, yeah, that's such a good. It's it's incredibly good. I mean, maybe it's just because we have such a thing about like Luke being our sweet gay son. Or oh whatever. yes. But like. I think that's just a funny, like, it's just, yeah, like, he's just so earnest. Like, it's the thing about, I think, this is getting into, like, a weird thing about male performances in, mm-hmm. in film, uh, that people are sort of uncomfortable with, like, earnestness and, like, vulnerability yeah. from, from male actors, at least yeah. in certain contexts. Because, mm-hmm. like, I think about how many people, like, hate Tobey Maguire in the Spider-Man oh, movies. Yeah. And, like, you haven't seen those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I am well aware Right, of and hate. it's a really weird thing because I, I think, like, he's really good yeah. in those movies. I, you know, but the thing is he's also, like, really emotional and, like, like there's that, you know, he, like, I don't know what the expression would be, but when Uncle Ben dies, he does this cry that's, yes. like, very, like, you know, his voice gets really high and, like, you know, and I think people just, like, hate that. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I don't know, maybe maybe this is weird. And I feel like Luke is sort of condemned in a similar way that, like, yeah, he's, like, kind of whiny. whiny. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, like, people don't like, but, like, that's not, like, if you never, like, you've never been there. Like, you know, you never, you want to go hang out with your friends, but, like, your dad wants you to, like, take the dog out for a walk and, like, mow the lawn. Yeah. And you're just like, come on, I just, dad. I'm just going to go to Tashi Station and pick up some power. I just want to go to the mall with my friends, you yeah. know? No. Like, that's. Like, that's so human, mm-hmm. and, like, I just, I feel like people are really yeah unfair to him oh. and to his character. Yeah, Luke is ostensibly, you know, this grand hero, uh, but he is, like, weak. He's yeah. weak, and he has to, I mean, we can get it, we wanted to talk about the Force in this movie, but, right. like, it gets to, because he's, like, trying so hard, and, like, when he's training... You know, he's like, I, I need to be able to see. I can't do it. Like, this is too hard. Right, he, like, yeah. can't do it. And he, like, is able to become the hero by, like, letting go of himself. And, like, just right. trusting in, like, this power that's beyond him that he can't control but that right. he can't accept. Yeah. And so uh-huh, he really yeah. is, like, this example of, like, just a vulnerable like sweet right uh, that's actually a really man. interesting idea that like that's where he gets his power mm-hmm. you know is like from his like acceptance of like what is and like what like and i think that's i mean that's communicated interestingly by like he turns off his targeting computer yeah right that's sort of like he's 
you know, doesn't rely on this computer, but like relies on something within himself. Mm-hmm. And there's something that's yeah. like, but it's also like leaving him vulnerable. Yeah. Leaving mm-hmm. himself exposed. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that's, yeah, that's a really interesting. Hmm. And I have thoughts about how this ties into the last Jedi as well, <laughs> but we'll get into that. We'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I love my sweet gay son. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, we should link uh, that video of Luke and Han in the description. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there's a very good video uh, mm-hmm. where it's just, uh, you know, edited um, Luke and Han sitting in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, and Han just puts on some Marvin Gaye. <laughs> and uh, that's all you need to know about it, <laughs> I think. Um, right, okay, I kind of talk about Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also something that's interesting about this movie is like, like Harrison Ford had been in a couple things. I think he's actually in American Graffiti. He is, yes. Yeah, which I have not seen. Um, Neither have I. And, um, but, you know, but like pretty much all these actors are like not, you know, big names, right? Mm-hmm. With the exception of Alec Guinness. Yes. Right? Um, which is interesting. Mm. Um, I don't know if I have like, I think it's interesting, like, you know, the sort of, like, he gets this sort of sense of legitimacy that's, like, yeah. granted by, like, this guy playing him, mm-hmm. and that's kind of an interesting element. Yeah, I mean, it kind of... Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I'm just making up stuff <laughs> yeah, go right ahead. now, but go I ahead. was I was gonna say, like, it kind of mirrors how, like, you know, he's, like, the like the wiser one who's, like, been in this world right, and stuff, yeah. but then I was also thinking about, like how like Harrison Ford you know like thinking about like Han who has like been around but kind of like been doing his own thing and yeah. like Leia who was raised you know Carrie Fisher oh, yeah, that's actually <laughs> Carrie true. Fisher who like grew up I... in Hollywood um but was like still extremely young um yeah, and man, kind of that's... like thrust into this thing I don't think and then Mark Hamill who just shows up <laughs> yeah no that's actually <laughs> I may totally be making you know no, I mean, I, that's, I mean, yeah, I, I you um, know, but that's, that's definitely interesting. It is, it's, um, it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> well, even, and it's even true about, like, I'm trying to remember, is it, is it Alan Cushing, who's, um, Grand Moff Tarkin? Uh, that's certainly the last name. <laughs> right, uh, but he's also, like, a veteran actor. Yes, he is. Right, mm-hmm. um, and he's, you know, also at a veteran place. <laughs> yeah. In, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he's you can make. He's also really good. Oh, yeah. Um, I love this. I love, I've listened to, I watched New Hope one time with commentary, um, yeah. from like Carrie Fisher and some of like the people who worked on the movie. Right. Um, and stuff. And Carrie Fisher was just talking about how he was like the sweetest old man, um, like on set oh, and how yeah. he like walked around in his like fuzzy slippers and how he was like so kind to her and how yeah. he like told her he was like having trouble like being so cruel <laughs> to yeah. her. Well, um, also, they have such a good chemistry in that do. scene oh, where he blows up Alderaan. Man. There's a really good back and forth there. Yes, there is. Oh, and this, I mean, I know you wanted to talk about Obi Wan, but I'm, I'm no, just yeah, thinking let's, about let's, Leia. Let's, <laughs> no. let's let's. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but we can. I, I'm interested in this track. Mm-hmm. But just like yeah, like that. Um, the way Leia carries herself in that oh, scene is phenomenal. really great because like she's not she's not scared of him at all. Yeah. Like, she's not scared of him in any way. Mm-mm. And, like, I mean, and she's scared, like, all of Alderaan exploding, obviously. Yeah, like, like there's... well, that's when she breaks. Is like, right, She's like, yeah. you can, like, do anything to me. Like, this is, is it, 
she, you know, gets tortured. There's like a torture bot, like yeah. this, mm, and stuff right. at one time, and she like, which she withstands. Um, and she is just like mouthing off to this extremely powerful man, um, who could kill her at any point, and she like doesn't care. She's not yeah. scared. But then once she realizes, right, that her home planet like is going to be destroyed like despite her best efforts to protect you know yeah. to protect both them and the rebellion like she's carrying such a heavy load and then right. like when she you know fails when everybody's gonna die you know and she like wasn't able to stop it like then she just breaks down yeah and... no it's that's really good <laughs> although i also just was thinking about like how much death there is in this movie mm-hmm. and how quickly the movie just kind of moves <laughs> on <laughs> you know and like i don't think it's it's not that it, none of it is impactful mm-hmm. you know like i i think like i actually think that scene where luke goes back and sees oh his my God. home is actually really like good yeah and you don't really like see him be sad about it mm-hmm. later but like i think that scene still works yeah and like yeah you know, I, I don't know. I think there's, like, I guess what it does do is, like, the Empire is, like, just thoroughly established as, like, completely heinous and bad. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because for, for all our talking earlier about how, you know, they're just focused on, like, day-to-day operations and the mundane right. things. Like, they still commit these horrible atrocities. Right, yeah. Like, what it is, like, yeah, well, like, again, in sort of the spirit of it being a fable, it's yeah. not... Like, the genocide isn't, like, this slow process with, like, camps and, like, this. Yeah. it's just, like, they just blow up a planet. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Like, and that's maybe, it's... yeah. Like, there, there's, I think there's admittedly, like, again, like, we already talked about this, but there's a simplicity to some of this stuff that maybe is, like, at least, like, a little troubling. Mm-hmm. But I do think the movie has these, like, threads of complexity in it. Yeah. Um, I guess it's sort of, speaking of things that are simple uh, yet complex and that maybe... Uh, should we flesh it out more? Let's talk more about the Force. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, because it's it's used very little in this movie. Yes. Um, and it's explored, like, I think even less, or just about the same amount, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't... And the thing is, it's hard, like, it's hard to pin... And by nature, it's sort of hard to pin down, like, exactly what they're getting at. It's sort mm-hmm. of this thing, it's everywhere and nowhere. Yeah. I right? was interested, and this... This kind of multiple Star Wars movies kind of at least, like, touch on this um, in various ways. Uh, but I was interested in kind of, like, knowledge about the Force because Luke right. doesn't know what the Force is at all. And, like, that could be, you know, certainly partially because Uncle Owen was, like, trying to shield him, like, from this life. Right, um, yeah. But also, mm-hmm. like, surely he would have, like, heard about it or known about it, like, if other people were also talking about it. Yeah. But they're not. But Han, you know, has, like, been out in the world, and he doesn't believe that the Force is real, but he knows, like, right. what it is. Well, again, that's one of those things that makes the world feel bigger yeah. and richer. Um, mm-hmm. Is that, like, yeah, like, Han has Force takes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think, yeah... That's also a really good scene. And I think there's sort of, um, so, uh, I can't believe I'm about to do this. So I just read this book, um, called The Power of Now. Uh. For a reading challenge, I'm doing this, like, self-help book. And it's, it's not a good book. You don't need to read it. Um, but it's sort of, uh, talking about, 
like spirituality as this like presence mm -hmm. that basically like when you like accept your temporal self and your existence in the world that you become present and the thing is like all of its good ideas are just from like uh buddhist thought or the Bhagavad gita like the hindu sacred text and like jesus's parables um so it's not like yeah anyway just go read those <laughs> instead um if you're interested in this but i think that's something that's interesting about the force is it's sort of played that it's about like acceptance yes right that like once luke like accepts that he cannot see and must like move past mm -hmm. right um and then also like you know ceases to rely on the targeting computer right yes. and then also obi-wan like just accepting his death and yes. just like letting you know and i think there's like and actually, that moment is really, really good when he says, if you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Yes. Because, like, Vader, how Vader and, like, these fascists, mm -hmm. like, understand power yeah. is in these really, like, practical, mm -hmm. like, immediate concerns. And, like, yeah. even the way, like, the Death Star is, like, this extremely practical device. Like, not yeah. only to be used, but, like, to inspire fear, right? Yes. And so power is just about control. Mm -hmm. It's about... Dumb but, like, for Obi-Wan... And for, you know, by extension, Luke, it's inverted. Power is about acceptance. Yes. Power is about, like, not, like, accepting yeah. that you only have control over yourself and cannot control and dominate other people. Yeah, well, that's interesting because when he's training, Luke asks, um, I'm trying to remember exactly how it goes, uh, but Obi-Wan's saying, it's like, you need to, like, you know, feel it and, like, like let it into you and, like, let it guide your actions. Right. And Luke says something like, oh, like, you mean it controls me? And he's like, no, like, yeah, he's like, yes, but also, like, you can act off of it. Right, right? yeah. Like, and just, yeah, how everybody kind of sees, like, power, like you were saying, power is control, but that's not how the force works. Right. Like, it can be used to control, but yeah. really, it's like a way, you, like, you need right. to balance. Which is also, like, interesting, um, like with the dark side of the force mm -hmm. and that like there's sort of this like evil presence or like sense that's like worked into it and i don't really know if that makes any sense at all yeah. and i don't think it, it doesn't I, i'm thinking to. about this movie like does not get into the dark side really at all yeah um, is it even oh I yeah no like, yeah obi-wan does talk about it yeah yeah um yeah, like, the dark side did, like, you know, corrupted, corrupted his dad. Vader, yeah. Uh, or, yeah, not his dad. Yeah, right. <laughs> not yet. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> um, spoilers. <laughs> um, but, yeah, even just because I wrote down, I was thinking about um, Vader, um, again, you know, perhaps unfairly thinking about the connections, like, between Anakin and the other movies and Vader in this movie um, and how... Like, Vader is way more chill than he Anakin oh, um, yeah. about time. the Force, especially in this movie. Um, but he also, like, he has, like, this respect for the Force. Yeah. Um, and he, like, uses it to, like, choke people out <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> right. um, but he's, like, you know, when people are, like, kind of bad-mouthing or be like, you know, you're, it's your ancient religion, you right. old wizard yeah. or whatever. And he, like, he also, in a way, is kind of, like, has, like, allowed this power to, like, come in to yeah. it in a way where he can, like, shape yeah. the world around I'm him. just sort of, I guess I'm, like, thinking about, I mean, because the easiest way to talk about and think about the forces as a religious thing, particularly with the Jedi mm -hmm. as, like, almost a monk-like yeah. structure, 
right? And I guess I'm just thinking about the ways, you know, that like, I mean, it's complicated. I think you could certainly read the New Testament and find uh, things that Jesus says to be troubling, mm -hmm. just period, um, sort of outside of the way they've been used to like kill and control. Yeah. But maybe there's sort of a similar parallel going on there mm -hmm. that like, okay. that like there's sort of this power in religious language, in spirituality, in presence and purpose that is like used and subverted by people who are interested in controlling you. Mm -hmm. um, that might be, that might be a little too generous, but it's certainly an interesting thread yeah. there. Yeah, but I think I I think I really like that contrast. Um, yeah, and that's also I mean that parallels really really well to the final moments of Return of the Jedi, oh. and actually so uh, also to the Last Jedi, mm -hmm. um, where Luke basically just like accept like passively yeah. accepts, right, and is like I cannot like yeah like yeah, I can't he, like he used he like allowed the Force into him to like complete like this great feat yeah. of like you know power and like mastery you know and all right, this yeah. stuff and then like once he was finished like just yeah, yeah. Accepted but it's also thing. like yeah well it's like in i mean in in return of the jedi it's different because yeah. he's like attacking this guy and then decides stop stops doing mm -hmm. it um but it's sort of a similar thing where it's like he accepts like if i want control over vader like that's what he would have done and like mm -hmm. i need to choose something different yes. and then in last jedi he he's like he, it's what he does isn't even an act of aggression yeah right like he you know nobody is in any danger powerful but yeah right. but there is there is no like yeah goal of like destruction or right yeah which i think is interesting i don't know and i think this gets into maybe this is one of the problems with star wars um I don't know. It's complex because I think, I guess just as I've gotten older um, and as like my, you know, I, we both grew up very religious mm -hmm. as my feelings about uh, religion has I've grown very complex. I become a lot more concerned about like practical things, you know, um, that like if like an organization or like people aren't concerned about people's material mm -hmm. um, health and like, you know, then I'm not interested in that i'm not interested in something like i'm not interested in heaven as like this distant thing that like oh mm -hmm. you'll be poor and miserable and like you know want to kill you or like whatever i'm yeah. like speaking very generally not that like being poor is equated with being miserable necessarily um but like you know uh but like once you die like things will be good mm -hmm. like that strikes me as really troubling but also i find the sense of like power that's freed from material concerns mm -hmm. that like people and that people's lives and people's actions have um even small things have remarkable and terrible power yes. that extends beyond sort of material things is something I'm interested in. And um I don't know if Star Wars like quite walks that line yeah. in a way that's like satisfying. But mm -hmm. I think it does explore some of those ideas in a really interesting yeah, way. Certainly touches <laughs> yeah so, um yeah we'll see i mean i'm curious to see how like empire and return of the jedi sort of build because yeah. obviously the force particularly in empire becomes a constant thread and is like an yeah. important element of that movie yes yeah well i think yeah this movie 
does a really good job of setting up, like you said at the beginning of this, you know, that it is simple and complex. Right, uh, yeah. And we've, we've just barely scratched the surface of the force. Right. Well, and it's also uh, that every, I feel like every movie frames it very differently. It's true. Um, that is true. And, like, it's also interesting because... Yeah, there's actually something that's interesting in The Last Airbender as well. Mm. Uh, this balance between, like, caring and, like, not caring. Yeah. That, like, because I think, man, oof, there's, like, this is really meaty and we could really get into this. Um, but, like, in the prequels, there's this sense that the Force, like, you become powerful by becoming detached. Mm-hmm. Right, that once you, like, yes. let go of the material world, yes. then you have access to this power. And mm-hmm. I think... But um, that, I mean, yeah, that totally fails Anakin. That's, yes, like, yeah. that disregard of, like, his needs. Right. Um, well, also, that's sort of the thing life. is that what... I mean, like, I, I have mixed feelings about this being the thing that turns into dark side. Like, mm-hmm. all the Padme stuff, I think oh, I'm, not, yeah. I'm never going to change my mind about that that's, like, bad. <laughs> um, but, like, that it's sort of, like... He's worried about his wife. Yeah. And he can't take care of her. Yeah. You know, Nobody will take care of her. Right. That he, that he like, you know, caring about her itself is an act of resistance to the Jedi. Yeah. And so, like, then he turns to the only other thing that <laughs> seems to care or seems to, like, yeah. which obviously leads him to uh, bad places. Yep. Um, so I think, yeah. So I, but I think that something that's interesting is that. Like, I feel like the kind of resistance that Luke shows at the end of Return of the Jedi is really distinct from the kind of thing that the Jedi encourage in general. And that's also shown by, like, Obi-Wan's, like, you just have to kill Vader. Mm-hmm. And Luke's like, nah. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Which is, maybe is, man, he just killed, Vader's done a lot of bad things. <laughs> but, but, but anyway, we'll talk about that when we get yeah. into... Yeah, no, I was just thinking about how, you know, we tried our darndest to just uh, focus focus on on one movie. Yeah. But with Star Wars, I think it is uh, literally impossible. It really, it really is. I mean, I think that's something that's also really nice and refreshing about this movie. Yeah. um, Is that it's a movie that just works by itself. And like, if this had been the only Star Wars movie, like, I don't. I don't, I don't want to get into, like, alternative history. Like, would that be good or bad? But, like, it would be satisfying. Yeah. Like, this is a movie that can exist it would have worked. by itself. And uh, whereas, like, I don't think that's true of any other Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um, which is just, you know, how it is. It's how it is. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. I think it, I think it just holds up pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, we're getting close to closing time uh do you have any closing thoughts um yeah i feel like we didn't give leia her due all right let's talk more about leia we can just uh we could i want to make sure like every movie she's in like leia deserves to be talked about yeah um because she's just incredible um i love just thinking about her and uh, you know we don't know it at this point (laughs) <laughs> in the movies right. um That's okay. that you know that luke and leia are twins but like just thinking about she's like because she comes off like so composed and like strong and like feisty she kind of i think she comes off as being older than yeah. she is like luke is clearly like you know i mean he's 19 like a teenager like 
just barely becoming an adult. Um, but Leia is also 19. <laughs> and right, yeah. she, like, she just, like, I just think about, like, all, like, the heartache that she goes through um, yeah. in this movie and beyond. And just how she, oh, yeah. she is, like, so committed to this ideal, you know, of, like, fighting back and, like, right. trying to make the world, like, a better and safer place. Um yeah. And stuff, and we and again, like we can go into you know, um, and later movies, like thinking about her, like as compared to Rose, like obviously there are different ways of like making the world a better place. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I don't know, I just I love Leia. <laughs> 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 my feels are starting to get in the way of my analysis because she is just the best. Yeah, well, I think. I'm trying to think if there's a thread I can pick up there. I feel like they're... Yeah, I mean, I think it's just really interesting how, like... Yeah, how, like, in spite of everything, Mm -hmm. she, like, always continues to fight. And something's interesting is, like, Han and Luke are, like, new to this. Mm -hmm. Both of them. Yes. And, like, they don't know what this work is like and, like, how much, like, goes into this. But Leia does. And Leia has seen the sacrifices people have made Mm -hmm. like she's already i mean she's in the in the film she's already experienced that you know and so i think like her perseverance Mm -hmm. in spite of all that is like like super inspiring whereas like yeah like han and luke don't they don't get to persevere like they don't have an opportunity to (laughs) yeah like they just kind of keep going (laughs) right like they have to also mostly Um, just because han wants to get paid (laughs) yeah and yeah just thinking about how you know they're doing this rescue mission and they show up and she's like what are you doing you know leia's (laughs) not like perfect obviously you know she uh you know she like is just starts just like railing on them immediately right um, yeah. she's like also she's unfair to chewy yes yes she is yeah, um racist even. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> um but it's like she knows that like she knows that uh, like how much work has to go into this and like nobody can do this alone like she's not out to be a hero um but also when she's like faced with these two dudes who have no idea what they're doing she's like let's shoot a hole in the wall let's go in the garbage chute like (laughs) we gotta stay alive we gotta get out of here y'all are wasting my time let's go right Um, yeah and stuff and so i just think she has this really interesting balance of like recognizing like the power of like a group yeah but also like not waiting around for anybody and just like doing what she knows needs to be done yeah man i'm curious I'm just thinking about Empire now. Anyway, we'll talk about oh, this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like... Yeah. Maybe Leia deserved better. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. You know, yeah, yeah. Empire, it's, it's like a slow... It's, like, hard because Leia gets, like, so many, like, good bits yeah. um, in, like, both Empire and Return of the Jedi, like, and into the sequel movies. Um, but at least in the original trilogy, there's also, like, this downward slide of, like, her level of independence and power, um, in relation, like, to the men. Um, and we'll just, play it deserved better. (laughs) Basically all women in Star Wars. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 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 
True. But, you know, she's... I'm not going to argue with you there. No. I mean, Aunt Beru exists. I was about to say she's the only woman in this movie, and that that's not fair to... <laughs> that's not fair to Aunt Beru. Yeah, it's not fair. Yeah, Aunt Beru... <laughs> Aunt Beru also deserved better. Yeah, I mean, not <laughs> not in, like, a plot sense, necessarily, but... Yeah. She didn't, she didn't need to die. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all I got. I think that's all I got, too. All right. Um, so, we're going to do the outro now. Uh, you can find me uh, at Jacob.Benfell on Twitter. That's B-E-N-F-E-L-L. People have trouble spelling that sometimes. Yeah. And you can find me on Twitter at U of Wales. The letter U of Wales, the aquatic mammal. No. Um, you can find our podcast at, on Twitter at Seasons Movie Pod. Yeah, at, at where we uh, post updates, but also shit post. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's fun. Best of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, we're supported by the Abnormal uh, Mapping Podcast Network, uh, which is great. You should check out the things they do. Um, you can also support them on Patreon at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. Mm-hmm. Join us next time. We're going to watch Empire Strikes Back. We're going to move along. Um and I'm really excited about that. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm. Yeah, I'm really curious to see what I think of Empire. Oh um, yeah. Because I'm just thinking about. All right, we're just gonna get this a little bit. Thinking about how breezy, how, how like, um, contained, and like how much there is in the original Star Wars movie, but like how, how none of it feels like too much or too little. Yes. It just feels very like it just flows really nicely. Mm-hmm. I suspect that Empire does not um which might be similar to sort of its cousin in star wars trilogy in the last jedi um, yeah empire i i watched empire last year yeah. um and it is a uh, it juggles a lot yes that definitely does but yeah i'm curious to see uh yeah, we'll see we'll, with that. Yeah. we'll see if the joy sticks around yeah the same or varying levels <laughs> right anyway thank you so much for listening uh we will uh you'll hear from us next week bye bye